Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour! So happy to be with you today. Oh my gosh, here in the Northeast, it's a beautiful summer day. And we are going to start off with a prayer as we always do. I invite you to place your hand on your heart. We take a breath of love and gratitude together, grateful and thankful for the power of love operating in our life. We open ourselves to the unprecedented, unlimited, the flow of divine love and goodness is happening right where we are. We're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self and surrendering any belief in lack, any belief in limitation. We're opening ourselves to the unprecedented flow of divine love and unlimited goodness. We're saying yes to our healing, yes to expansion and clarity, yes to freedom and wholeness. We are grateful and thankful to share the benefits with all beings because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we got a little bit of a late start with technical difficulties, and um, it happens, of course. And so we're not going to take a break. We're going to go right through. And uh, this week, the topic is release from sin. Release from sin. And Course in Miracles has so much support for us to get out of this guilt Right, So the whole idea of sin is about perpetuating that idea of guilt. So this guilt that arise or arose from, arises from, arose from our initial choice to believe in separation and to think it was real and forgetting to laugh, right? The tiny mad idea that we could be separate from God and forgetting to laugh, forgetting that that this is actually a divine experiment of what would we do if we really thought and were convinced that we were separate from God? What would we do? How would we behave? And we went so far down the rabbit hole. But the fortunate thing is, no matter how far down the rabbit hole we are, we're still safe and sound, perfect, whole, and complete in the mind of God. So our one job in this world is to accept the atonement for ourselves, which means to accept for ourselves that there has been no separation. There could be no separation. We are not now, nor have we ever been, separate from each other or separate from God. And we do the remembering, the actual acceptance of the atonement through our releasing the judgments and opinions that reinforce separation thinking. So people call it forgiveness. 
I really prefer to call it judgment, releasing the judgment, releasing the opinions. I feel it's much clearer to uh, to look at it that way because oftentimes with forgiveness people think that uh, just like it says in A Course in Miracles it's not forgiveness if you look at a situation and say these things are bad and wrong they're despicable, they're horrible, they're terrible and they're, they're sinful but I'm going to forgive that sin I'm going to forget about the sin I'm going to look away from the sin no, the true forgiveness is realizing that a, this is a world of illusion and delusion, so nothing permanent has happened here. This is our, uh, our, it's like a giant video game in a certain sense. So uh, there's that, and then the other thing is, is the seeming perpetuated guilt and unforgiveness. And really all the shame, all the hurt, all the resentment, all the regret, all the difficult, painful emotions are a complete and total result of our judgments and opinions and thinking that they're valuable. And so we're relinquishing that when we're practicing true forgiveness. So that's why I prefer to just call it non-judgment. So sin is an illusion. There is no sin. No sin whatsoever. Uh, sin is a judgment. So in A Course in Miracles, what Spirit guided to me to this week is at the end of chapter 19... So chapter 19 has this very long section 4 that's got all these obstacles and delineates all about them. And, and the fourth obstacle, the last one, is the fear of God. And uh, we're reading from that section. And I'm going to start with paragraph 18 here. This is what I've been guided to. So in our... Release from our own sense of guilt. The Course in Miracles makes it pretty plain that in order to get rid of this deep sense of guilt and shame and unworthiness that plagues the human race, each one of us must recognize that there's nothing wrong with our brothers and sisters. They are not sinners. So when we look at any of our brothers and sisters as sinners, as bad and wrong, then we're keeping ourselves in a loop of shame and blame, regret, resentment, hurt, sadness, fear, doubt, worry, and all manner of upset. And the only way to liberate ourselves from that loop that I always think of it as a hamster wheel running on that hamster wheel of repeating the past is to relinquish our attachment to the judgments now <laughs> I, I know I say this all the time anybody who's listening to multiple episodes of this radio show hears it all the time but you know what I don't mind saying it all the time because I'm saying it to myself and uh, I just came back from just uh, got back Sunday uh, night from the spiritual counseling training intensive that I did last week, which was so beautiful. Let me just say, these people, many of them will be soon, uh, I think, possibly listed on my website. And um, we have a number of the people who are in my 
spiritual counseling certification program. And it's an intensive program, and it's a lot, a lot of training. And it's mind training to practice non-judgment. And um, you can go to jenniferhadley.com, and under the classes, you can go to counseling under that menu. You can go to counseling, and you can find there the people who are participating in my certification program, all of whom have been through my intensive, and they um, are available for counseling sessions. They all have 111 practice sessions that they must do as part of the requirements for their training as in the certification program. And so what I ask is if I list you on my website, if you get a referral from someone from the radio show or the other classes, Masterful Living and Finding Freedom, uh, then would you offer those sessions to my referrals on a donation basis, a love offering basis. These people are in their training, so they need to make their 111 hours, and there's not one of them that I don't feel is very good about. So I encourage you to go. You'll see them listed there. You can see their faces. You can see what they've written about themselves. And it's a wonderful, low-cost, because it's donation-only, basis to have a counseling session. And um, so we were talking about this quite a bit last week, that um, in order for people to become a spiritual counselor, one of the things that they find that they must do is they must relinquish this idea that they're not good enough, that there's something wrong with them, that they, how dare they consider themselves worthy of counseling someone else when their life is not entirely perfect as they wish it were. Right? That was certainly something I had to go through. So every process of this training, uh, the intensive, the certification, the classes that they take in order to be qualified, to be certified by me, they're learning the whole way how to drop the judgments and opinions, how to be very mindful of them, how to dedicate themselves to this healing, to this expansion, to the clarity, to the freedom, to the joy. And um, it is amazing how much their lives heal because of their willingness to hold this beautiful, powerful, clean, pristine state for the brothers and sisters who come to them for counseling. And uh, I was sharing last week in the intensive that what, what changed my life most profoundly was when I became licensed as a science of mind practitioner in the organization that's now called Centers for Spiritual Living uh, and in the Agape community where we were part of the then the um, United Church, um, we were trained to hold the space for our client to see them as perfect. And so when I first started to sit with clients, I took that very hmm, I'm going to say seriously. 
though uh, I I like to think that I keep a sense of humor <laughs> about everything, and um, the ego can get serious in a way that the spirit never does. Of course, we all know that. So, but I took it as a profound directive to hold the space for every one of my clients. They're right where they are. The perfect love of God is, and that's all that they are. And so I trained myself, I trained my mind to see my clients in their perfection, in their wholeness, in their beauty, and not to see them as they saw themselves. And that's where the healing came from. That's where, and that's something that people can learn to do. I certainly have learned to do it. And I know absolutely, without a doubt, when I stray from that. And I look at anyone in my life as less than or better than. Whenever I'm looking at anyone in my life as less than or better than, I can feel it, I can tell, and it's, uh, it's time for me to course correct, to correct my mind and to open my heart to the truth so in this spiritual path I'm on that practicing that with my clients with the folks who enrolled in my classes and my workshops that really went a long way towards retraining my mind and because of it when I did finally come to A Course in Miracles I I got it right away because it had already been taught to me in my heart. And uh, that's part of why I love A Course in Miracles is it just rings like a clear ringing bell of truth in my heart. Every word, every sentence, every thought about it feels deeply nourishing and healing to me. So... I'm going to begin, <laughs> again, it's chapter 19, it's at the very end, um, it's section 4, and we're going to start with paragraph 18, where it says, free your brother here as I freed you, free your brother here as I freed you, give him the self-same gift, nor look upon him with condemnation of any kind. See him as guiltless as I look on you and overlook the sins he thinks he sees within himself. So overlook the sins he thinks he sees within himself. This is what I was practicing in my spiritual counseling practice as a science of mind practitioner, as a minister uh, in the science of mind teachings. To see my brothers and sisters as without sin, with total perfection. I'll never forget one time in our practitioner training, one of our teachers said something like, you may have a client who comes to you uh, and they're all effed up. That's what they said. <laughs> and one of my classmates and he was, he, my, our teacher went on from there talking about um, what, uh, what to do if the client comes and is all effed up. And um, I, I, I remember sitting there listening to that and thinking, what? And 
my classmate, Eric Bing, he raised his hands and he said, I thought we always see the client as perfect in that they're never effed up. And our teacher went, you're right. Thank you for pointing that out. And so that's how, you know, when you have a teacher that can admit like that in front of everybody beautifully, then that's a good teacher. <laughs> you don't want to lose that teacher because uh, a teacher who will hide their the errors in their thinking is is probably not going to help you as much as the one who can just keep it real and be transparent and claim their own learning too. And so... Anyone can do this for their family members, for their co-workers, for their friends, for everyone in their life. And this is the highest calling, to see everyone in your life as perfect, as whole, as complete, to give him the self-same gift that Jesus is giving us, that the Holy Spirit gives us, to see only our perfection and not make any other thing real. See our brothers and sisters as guiltless and overlook the sins they think they see in themselves. Overlook the sins they think they see in themselves. I've seen so much healing happen because people have come to me feeling desperate and afraid and depraved and downtrodden because they thought there was something wrong with them in some way, shape, or form. And my being able to sit with them and say, I don't see it. I understand what you're talking about. I understand what you believe, and I understand why you believe it, but I don't see it, I don't believe it, it is not apparent to me. The thought you have has of being less than or not enough, something wrong with you, it, it has no power because it's false. But if you invest your attention and awareness in it, then it will seem to have power. I was talking about this in my year-long class, my Masterful Living class, which is part of my spiritual counseling certification program. We were talking about this last night, that um, the, the ego thought system is one of negativity and separation. It's always a thought system of lack. It's always a thought system of attack. It's always a thought system of limitation and not enough. That's its whole nature. Well, it doesn't have a nature. That's its whole premise is less than, not enough, bad, wrong, attack, attack, attack. And the ego has no power. It has no volition. It's nothing. It's a thought system. And so unless you insert your mind into that thought system, it has no ability of its own to live a life. It has no way to express. It has no volition. It is meaningless, expressless, without power at all times. But if we take our God power, which is our attention, 
our ability to hold a thought, a belief, and we take our attention and we invest it in this thought system of limitation and lack, which I, I prefer those words to separation because inherent in lack and, and limitation is the belief of separation because when we feel unified with God, when we are aware of our unification with God, there's not, it's not possible to have a thought of lack or limitation. It is not possible. It's wholly and completely not possible when we have an awareness of oneness. Now, I remember um, uh, one of the very first episodes, I think it might even been episode number two of my radio show, I interviewed Ken Wapnick, right, back in, uh, I think, September 2011. I think Gary Renard was my first guest, and then Ken Wapnick was my second guest, something like that. Anyway, I asked Ken in that interview... um, how do you explain the oneness of all life to people? Because people were always asking me about it. And he said, oh, Jennifer, you can't understand it. I don't even try to explain it. So, but the the thing is, whether or not we think it's incomprehensible, and maybe to some degree it is, it's beyond our true comprehension from our human experience. We can still feel that unity. We can still feel the healing power of love uniting us if we're willing. And this is what this whole section is about. See your brothers and sisters as guiltless as I look upon you and overlook the sins they think they see within themselves. So that's how we get to the unity to the oneness that's how we get to the holy relationship and that's why course in miracles says repeatedly that the root of our salvation is a pathway of relationship and it doesn't matter whether it's a relationship with our dog with our co-workers our family our friends our spouse Our children, our parents, all relationships are but a relationship with the one. So every relationship is a relationship with the self with a capital S. And Jesus said, uh, one of my favorite teachings of Jesus, he said, what you do to the least of them, you do to me. So that's a teaching of unity and oneness. So... Attack thoughts are coming up for healing. We can invest in them, and when we do, it's really a reinvestment. So it's like, imagine that you've got all these um, investments, like certificates of deposit. Uh, I don't know if people still do a lot of CDs, but they used to. that used to be a popular form of investment. You would invest a certain am- amount of money, and uh, you wouldn't be able to touch it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, something like that. And uh, it would be accruing interest, certificate of deposit. And um, so when there's uh, an upset 
It's, it's like that deposit that we made in the past of deciding what something was for, what the meaning of it was. It's coming back into our awareness. It's coming up for renewal. Do we wish to renew that investment of our awareness, of our energy, of our time and attention in the past again? Or are we going to choose anew? A Course in Miracles tells us, choose again, choose again, choose again. And even if we just chose four seconds ago to attack our brother, we can choose right now to drop it and call upon the Holy Spirit to help us heal our mind. We don't have to figure out how to heal our mind. The Holy Spirit will heal it for us if we're willing. If we're willing to place our trust in the Holy Spirit, we will never be disappointed or defeated unless we have an attachment to how it should go. But if we're willing to have total and complete miraculous healing, it will occur. And our willingness is all that's required. But we have to be willing. If we're totally willing, it will happen quickly. If we're kind of, sort of willing, or willing here and there, now and again, it will seem to happen more slowly, generally. So, the release from sin is our decision. It's not something someone else does. It's our decision to look at our brothers and sisters without condemnation, without limitation, and without thinking that they're not part of us. Everything that we project onto our brothers and sisters will absolutely slow our progress down. So this is why (laughs) it seems perfect now that I see it it seems so perfect I can remember to laugh about it but this is how it appears to me that we are on this we're bringing the light workers of the world are here on this plane of existence to bring forth the golden age of enlightenment to bring back the the heaven And the new heaven and the new earth, having made this incredible journey of separation. And we are now ready to remember our true identity. And so many of us have incarnated at this time to hold the light, to be the light, to shine the light, to share the light. And this is our golden opportunity, uh, literally golden Age of Enlightenment, golden opportunity. And many of us have gotten distracted in the density of form. And uh, many of us have felt deeply frustrated, even suicidal, uh, hating this planet, hating this life, hating humanity, hating ourselves, just tremendous amounts of confusion and despair to be caught in these dense waves of thought. And yet, this is, I believe, our free will choice that we wished to be here at this time to bring forth the golden age of enlightenment. And um, the upset, the despair, the discouragement, the frustration, the confusion, uh, all of that 
has kept us from expressing the highest and best and then we judge ourselves for not doing better. But the only way out of that is to drop the judgments towards ourselves and others so that we can actually live the love and walk the talk, live our destiny, fulfill our destiny to bring forth this golden age of enlightenment. So it appears to me that we have situations on the world stage in politics and in life that are triggers to help us remember why we're here to bring the unhealed thoughts and beliefs to the surface so that we'll address them rather than run from them. I'm going to take a sip of my espresso here. So, when we're tempted to reinvest in them, That is scary. It's scary because we can feel lost in time and space, helpless and hopeless. And that was a place that I spent a lot of time in. And I I realized finally that the path of compassion and non-judgment and gratitude and love, those four pillars are what brought me out of feeling suicidal and despairing. Gratitude, being grateful for everything just as it is, knowing that there is a perfection, a perfect curriculum that's unfolding for me, and everything is as it should be. I am responsible for everything just as it is. I am responsible for all that I see, and everything is just as I wish it to be. That's how I say it, and... Taking responsibility, being grateful for everything that is helping me to awaken from the dream of separation, practicing non-judgment and compassion with my brothers and sisters helped me to remember myself, to come back into my right mind. So I started to take it that everyone that seemed to challenge my peace everyone that seemed to disturb my mind, I took it as these are the ones that are helping me the most. These people are not my problem. They are helping me to come back into my right mind so that I can be unbotherable, undisturbable because I work for God Incorporated and I am not alone on this journey. I have the angels, I have the ascended masters, I have the company of heaven, the Holy Spirit, my ancestors and Jesus to walk with me and talk with me every moment of every day. There's a beautiful teaching in the Course from Jesus where he reminds us, you can feel lonely, but you cannot be alone. I am always with you. You can forget about me, but I am always with you. I love that. And we can learn to rely upon him, and that is the thing that he is consistently 
inviting us to do consistently, inviting us to remember to call upon him. Yes, indeed. But if we don't feel worthy, we won't do that. You know, I realized that, I believe it was this spring, was the 10-year anniversary, although I don't know exactly what the date was, but the 10-year anniversary of my having my daily prayer. And um, I guess I could mark that in some way. 10 years of doing the daily prayer. I have missed some days. I did take a two-week hiatus one time, and occasionally I miss a day because I don't feel well or something's going on, weird travel stuff uh, or technology stuff, but very rarely. I can't remember the last time I missed a day. Um, And uh, I started my daily prayer, which, um, by the way, you can call in on the phone. It's a U.S. number. It's a Southern California number. It's 760 You can put it in your speed dial if you like. Um, <laughs> it's great. You know, you're standing in line at the bank or at Starbucks or waiting for your kids at soccer or whatever you're doing. You've got an important meeting. Uh, you can slip into the bathroom uh, or you can look like you're making an important call. Uh, <laughs> and just two or three minutes later, you're all prayed up. I love that. And I started it because I... Um, I really, I, I would feel when people would tell me, oh my gosh, last night, in the middle of the night, I so wanted to call you at 3 o'clock in the morning, because people used to call me all day long for prayer, and um, they would say, oh, I really wanted to call you, it's too early in the morning, it was the middle of the night, it's too late, and so um, a spirit gave me the idea to have uh a pre-recorded uh, prayer. So um, I record it the day before usually, and um, and I post it every day. And then we have a podcast of the prayers. It's called the Prayer for Today, and um, you can find that at iTunes and places like that. You can certainly find it at jenniferhadley.com on the prayer page. You can sign up for the podcast there, and. Uh, so you can download all the prayers, and of course you can download them off the blog page as well. Um, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, there's lesson 18 in the workbook. I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my seeing. So how, what you see in your brothers and sisters will affirm either the truth or your interpretation. And so you can either walk in the world being a healing presence or a condemning presence. And 
you know, a lot of people don't really look at it that starkly, but that helped me to say, look, I can help my brothers and sisters just by seeing them correctly. I may not know how to see them correctly. I may not be able to see this politician correctly or to see my coworker correctly or to see my parent correctly because of what I've experienced in their presence or with them in my life. I may not be able to see them correctly, but if I'm willing, the Holy Spirit will show me how. I just have to be willing. And then in my willingness to see them correctly, they are healed and I am healed. So it says here, free your brother here as I freed you. Give him the self-same gift nor look upon him with condemnation of any kind. See him as guiltless, as I look upon you, and overlook the sins he thinks he sees within himself. Offer your brother freedom and complete release from sin, here in the garden of seeming agony and death. So will we prepare together the way unto the resurrection of God's Son, and let him rise again to glad remembrance of his Father, who knows no sin, no death, but only life eternal. Together we will disappear into the presence beyond the veil, not to be lost, but found, not to be seen, but known. And knowing nothing in the plan God has established for salvation will be left undone. This is the journey's purpose, without which is the journey meaningless. Here is the peace of God given to you eternally by God. Here is the rest and quiet that you seek, the reason for the journey from its beginning. Heaven is the gift you owe your brother, the debt of gratitude you offer to the Son of God, in thanks for what he is and what his father created him to be. So it takes real willingness to recognize that our brothers and sisters are our salvation, as Jesus tells us so often in the Course, that without them we would be lost forever in this, or in, we can't go without them. So if you look upon anyone in your life with condemnation, with unforgiveness, which is certainly what condemnation is, if you look upon anyone with irritation, frustration, resentment, even regret, guilt, blame, shame, all of it. If we look upon one, we're preventing ourselves from awakening. But you see, the thing is, is it's not that we aspire to have no negative thoughts, but to believe no negative thoughts, to stop reinvesting in them. So, because if we start from a place of thinking that we have to get to this complete, pristine awareness, living in the world, 
completely pristine all the time. We will not put one foot in front of the other. We'll probably just do drugs or drink ourselves to death in hopelessness because there's there's only one person I've ever met who really, really believed that they could do it when they started. And so we start from this place of feeling like a sinner. And the release from sin comes through our releasing, holding our brothers and sisters as sinners. They are our salvation. Free your brother here as I freed you. So what we share with our brothers and sisters in terms of compassion, kindness, patience, willingness, will be multiplied and given back to us. And in the Course, one of my favorite teachings is to have, give all to all, to have peace, give peace, extend peace to all, to have patience, extend patience to all, to have joy, no joy for everyone. Know that everyone is entitled to joy. In order to have abundance and prosperity, extend, share, share, share. Many times there's a great sense of there's not enough and so I need to withhold. I need to punish in order to train people how to treat me that they can't hurt me. Oh my gosh, I used to be such a withholder, such a grudge holder. It's so joyful to let it go. You know, there's the thought that if I let these grievances go, I'll be unprotected. It's the opposite. The more I let the grievances go, the safer I feel. And the more protected I am, I see it in the way things work out. In how... uh, Just amazingly, uh, people uh, extend and share with me. I love to share. I'm not giving to get. I'm sharing because there's this great overflow of gratitude that, that we've been given so much. I used to literally sit in, in uh, my morning practice with A Course of Miracles in my hands and just weep with gratitude that the book was in my hand, that I could read it whenever I felt like. I could recognize the voice of my teacher whenever I felt like it. What a gift. I, I'd searched for years and felt hopeless and helpless so many times. And to be able to finally say, ah, Here's the clear voice of my teacher. I felt so grateful, so grateful. How did I get to that place? My willingness. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that I see that I've had. I I remember when I first, uh, the first days of ministerial school, and we were asked to say what we were grateful for, most grateful for in our lives. And for me, I, I, I... then and now, most grateful for my 
awareness. That's the thing I'm most grateful for is my awareness. My awareness of the truth. Because even though there's, I could have a greater awareness and I aspire to that, certainly I aspire to complete awakening and enlightenment, knowing that Christ is my life and being in every moment. But the awareness that I already have, I am grateful for. And I felt that way 20 years ago. I've just felt it for the longest time. I'm so grateful for every bit of truth that I have in my awareness. Every cloud that's been lifted from my mind, I'm grateful for. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. One paragraph. That's what I got from that one paragraph. Offer your brother freedom and complete release from sin here in the garden of seeming agony and death. So will we prepare together the way unto the resurrection of God's Son and let him rise again to glad remembrance of his Father who knows no sin, no death, but only life eternal. And then... Actually, the next paragraph. Heaven is the gift you owe your brother, the debt of gratitude you offer to the Son of God in thanks for what he is and what his Father created him to be. So the two or more who are gathered, that's what I aspire to on this radio broadcast, whether it's live or recorded in all my classes, to be the two or more who are gathered with the willingness to know the truth that is our liberation. Yes, we're coming to our 4th of July holiday here in the United States, and I'm thinking a lot about freedom. I also would like to say that uh, I'd like to thank all the people who took the time to respond to my little brief survey about the text messages. So we're offering free text messages now, and uh, you can sign up for them once a day. Of course, a miracles text, you can sign up for that. You could also sign up once a day for a message from me, uh, inspirational messages that come randomly, basically kind of between 9 and 5, whatever your time zone is. And... Um, that's people have been telling me they enjoy them and uh, I'm glad for that please share them with your brothers and sisters so that more people uh, will just remember who they truly are uh, if you appreciate it pay it forward because it's a free service acimtexts.com acimtexts.com you can also find it at livingacourseofmiracles.com um One of the things I'll mention too, I was talking earlier about the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive. I will be doing another one uh, mid-October. So I've got some October events I'll just tell you about. There's the Weekend of Freedom Retreat. Uh, You can go to the events page at jenniferhadley.com for all the events there. Weekend of Freedom Retreat uh, with Dove Fishman, Regina Dawn Akers, um, John Mundy and more 
in North Carolina. And then the weekend after that, I'm going to be doing a forgiveness retreat also in North Carolina. And then the week after that, I'm going to be doing my spiritual counseling training intensive. So some people might come for several of these events. Uh, it's a wonderful retreat center there, year-round retreat center in North Carolina, and I, I really love it there. It's up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's spectacularly beautiful, and the food is delicious. Uh, I really and they have a wonderful Ayurvedic spa. It's just a wonderful place to to be, and um, so I'll be sending out. An email, I think it's going today actually, to see if people are interested in knowing about any of these events. Um, and then uh, next February, there's the A Course of Miracles conference in San Francisco, and we still have some discounted tickets left if you'd like to come and join us in San Francisco. And that's next February. Uh, I know we'll have a good time with that. And uh, I'm looking at possibly doing a forgiveness retreat in the UK in early November. So seeing if I can possibly fit that in. And uh, and I'm working on my book, Forgiven Be Free, which I hope to release this November. Yay! Finally, my forgiveness book. <laughs> so these are the things that are coming up. And don't forget, all the wonderful Living A Course in Miracles classes that we just did are uh, fully available for you um, for free. You can get the downloads and the transcripts right now. And that was the series called Cultivating Spiritual Sites, about opening up your intuition. And my gosh, we had so many people write and say how much they love those classes. So please enjoy them. And uh, it's time for me to pray. Uh, last announcement before I pray. Thank you to all the people who make contributions and donations, which you can do at jenniferhadley.com or, or net.net and um, livingacourseofmiracles.com. So you can make your contributions there, at any of those places. And we appreciate you because all of this is listener-sponsored. And we couldn't do it without your contributions. So, oh, and the transcripts are available for these radio shows as well, just FYI. All right. So we're grateful and thankful to place our hand on our heart and open ourselves to the higher Holy Spirit self. Grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the unlimited, unprecedented flow of divine love and goodness. In gratitude, we open ourselves to a new awareness of life without sin. We are grateful and thankful to release the habit of calling anything or anyone a sin or a sinner. We're grateful to let that past dissolve and resolve permanently back to the root cause so we never experience it again. Sharing the benefits with all, we let our healing be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you. Have a great rest of your week.